The Radio Fam Podcast. TheRadioFam.com. Hi, Radio Fam. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 5. Uh, this episode features Nick Pearl um, from Brandy and Nick of the Q101 Morning Show out of Virginia Beach. Um, I met Nick and Brandy at uh, the Morning Show Boot Camp, and uh, Nikki, or I'm um, sorry, Nikki, Brandy uh, is a listener of this podcast. Hello, Brandy. <laughs> um, and when, yeah, so I was like bombarded on like the last day. I was like, oh my God, like beating these people. And then, yeah, I was like super tired. Anyway, um, so Nick just came up to me and started like talking about his like podcast um, experience. And I was just like, hey, you should come talk about this on the podcast or on mine um, because it sounded from the quick conversation we had that last day was that it was like uh, he was somebody that was like really early on in the podcasting. And I was kind of interested in talking to people that were doing it before like radio started really pushing it because <laughs> I'm just <clears throat> curious of kind of some wins that they had seen throughout their journey. And everything. Um, so yeah, so this is really just another great example of just building something outside um, the radio station. And I kind of, I like Nick's um, view on, you know, really just like doing something you're passionate about, you know, and that he's gotten to the same place too, that, hey, you know, even if I lose radio somehow, I see that like my podcast, um, you know, the multiple ones that I've built uh, are brands that are monetizable that, uh, you know, they have fans that from all over the place and that actually like show up on location, you know, do events that are actually like remotes, you know, so it's just like once you kind of understand that you just you're just gonna have a whole different mindset um, going into this, you know, it's just crazy. Anyway, so uh, so, yep, enjoy Nick's story uh, th- through his uh, radio career and just, um, you know, the takeaways really from the podcast stuff, you know, really being able to control, um, you know, the, the, your creative side and something you're passionate about, you know, and as he says, like, don't just do something to do it, do it because you actually are passionate about it because you want to talk about it, you know, and it, you'd be surprised at how, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's so much different when you actually like enjoy what you're doing. Um, anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting, like that I, this was like a station and like people I've never heard of, like, no offense. Yeah, I've never heard of uh, Brandy or Nick. And I it's I love that because, you know, like some of the people that do listen or, you know, I like know who they are on social media. But as I've said, it's so hard because I follow thousands of people. So it's so hard to keep track of everybody. So it was so cool to have like, you know, Brandy come up, you know, and then and Nick, I never heard of him either. Never heard of the station. You know, I, I can't keep track of everybody. And just like, hey, like this is so just totally a world I don't know, you know, and especially I feel like maybe it's like stations on the East Coast. You know, I'm from Washington State, so I kind of know more about like the West Coast uh, side of things. Um, So anyway, I don't know. I I just this is just another example of I love meeting people and, you know, all this great stuff. And we had just, you know, announced the boot camp partnership. I just saw that Don put up the dates. So I hope you all can join us if you were not at boot camp last year please come this year it's in chicago october or sorry august uh, 18th and 19th it's a, that's a thursday and friday even if you are not on a morning show just come it's all about the networking all about like we're gonna we're trying to get like a bunch of radio fam like people there so we can all hang out and just make it a really sweet ass party everybody's got a different idea of when the heyday of radio is but for me i had howard stern when i wasn't supposed to be listening to him but it's radio. You can get away with that stuff, uh, especially with the Walkman back in the day. 
but had Howard, Cousin Brucie doing the oldies, uh, CBS radio. Uh, Pat, uh, Patty, we met Patty at, at, at Morning Show Boot Camp, but she was on Z100 back in the day as well. So I had a lot of really good radio stations, a lot. And it's right there. Long Island is suburb of the number one market and the Long Island market itself is, is a top 20 market. So a lot of really good talent that just, that was the thing to do Friday, listen to the radio. Uh, and I, I loved listening, falling asleep to listening to New York Mets games or New York Rangers hockey games. Cause I'm a big sports fan, baseball and hockey are my two just named my teams right there. But and I actually wanted to do sports broadcasting, but I tend to say, um, a lot. So I'm not very <laughs> good at the broadcaster thing like that. Okay. But I ended up then just pursuing it into college. Uh, my high school had a radio station, luckily. So we had a little 6,000 watt FM signal to play with. Got to do our own shows. So I did an alternative rock show. From there, went to college, got the internship, was loving that internship, went, man, every one of these interns gets hired at this place. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, and then that was my introduction into radio of kind of the behind the scenes thing, because that was when PPM came into our market. Okay. And I was with the number one morning show that overnight fell to number eight. Because, because of, of that? PPM. Oh, yeah. Wow. So there was little did I know as the intern, there was panic behind the scenes of everybody involved with this show is a problem. I was all blissful. Like I got my radio internship. I'm, I'm golden. I got what I want. And when my hours came to an end, they were like, Hey, is, you know, can we get them into promotions here? And they kind of balked and said they didn't have a position. And it was In like promotions. Oh. How is that possible? Exactly. So <laughs> That should have been like a red flag to everybody, but it was like, oh, okay, well, wonderful, because they nicknamed me Mr. Wonderful there. That's oh, that's how far it goes back. Okay. Yeah, that's why all my handles have that. I refuse to let it go. Because oh. once I change that handle, I lose the blue check mark. Oh, that's a great point. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I've gotten like Chris Pratt to interact with me. And so many celebrities respond just because of that dumb thing. They had me kind of stick around. And then eventually people were like, his hours are done and he's not being paid. He shouldn't be here. And right after that, the fourth guy on the show was let go like two days later. And then they broke up the morning show and moved the third mic guy into the mornings put one of those one of the guys from the morning show on the am on the am side to do news and tried to get the other guy that had been there for 10 years in the morning to go to sales oh wow <laughs> so yeah he the one they tried to put into sales he straight up was like nope i'll take my severance i'm out now that you can like now that you've had some like time in radio and stuff do you think that like that they were smart and like breaking up everything right away or do you think they were too reactionary to like freaking out over the ppm thing yeah so so looking back I, in a weird way it did all circle back to where i was like yeah they realized it was a reaction to an overnight ppm meter which you know love it or hate it that's the way our industry operates i'm kind of on the side of i don't I don't really like PPM. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody usually has something to say about Nielsen on here. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. After that, uh, when I didn't get anything out, out of the internship, I graduated. I wasn't working in radio for seven months after graduating. I actually was doing video depositions. 
I'm the guy that goes like when Justin Bieber got deposed, but couldn't be in court. Uh-huh. I would have been the guy that goes in there and is like, we're on the record at 11.20 a.m. here and with Justin Bieber to discuss. How'd you get that gig? Uh, one of my fraternity brothers. Oh. He, he did that job, but he got a promotion and was moving to D.C., needed a replacement, and I was graduating. And I, I was somebody that had that type of experience, so I got the job. I was being paid so much money. And then right around July 4th of 2012, I went in for an interview. I I went to Vegas after applying for a job and doing interviews for a sports talk radio station while I was doing this video deposition job. I went to Vegas and I'll never forget this. My third day in Vegas, I was getting ready to go out and I got the email saying, you pretty much got it. You just got to come in and talk to the main guy. Like it was the, you've got this job as long as you don't screw up when you come back. And I lost a lot of money that day in Vegas <laughs> because I was so excited. I got that job. I was producing Sports Talk Mornings and Sports Talk Afternoons. And that was also the first time that I dove into podcasting. I hosted a hockey themed show for the station called the 757 Two Man Advantage with one of my college fraternity brothers. That show was gained a lot of traction while we were there. Uh, the Norfolk Admirals Hockey Club started affiliating with us, and they were a minor league AAA affiliate at the time with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is this like so 2012-ish of, probably? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so still kind of early on in podcasting. Very early uh-huh. on. But that station was cool because they, they valued the idea of it. They, did, they weren't sold on it, like they weren't selling it or anything. It was us selling it, but they liked the idea of we have content for our, for our website. You know, it might not reach our general audience in, in Hampton Roads, Virginia at the time, but it can get a bigger audience because it is a podcast. So they were pretty behind that and very supportive and let us utilize their equipment. I loved all sports at the time and I love sports talk radio at the time, but it was just a hobby and a passion because loving hockey, I just wanted to express that. And I think that's why I connected with a lot of people. Like we eventually got a fan from Detroit to draw us up a logo. And just knowing that we were reaching somebody in Detroit, that was like, it was this little stupid hockey show that just started out of Hampton Roads, Virginia, a place with at the time and a minor league hockey team. And it was like, well, we just like talking hockey. He's a Red Wings fan. I'm a Rangers fan, but we can talk the 28 other teams in this league, 29, actually 30 now. Uh, So why not just do a weekly show about it? So we would record it on Sundays and drop it on Mondays. And it would just be, here are three of the biggest stories from the week. And then kind of a fourth throw in dumb story and just riffing, just two friends goofing off the way podcasts usually are on the radio. I was just producing. So in Mm. sports talk for producing, you are, your mic's always on, but it's more like a stat finder. That's why I like doing the hockey thing. Cause it was like, all right, now I get to do this goofy little show with a friend and you tell me nobody cares about hockey, but we found an audience with a podcast. I love that. Part of what made me fall out of love with sports talk radio is what ended up happening with that job. I didn't want to leave that job. 
None of us wanted to leave that job, but we were owned by uh, Dan Schneider's company, Red Zebra Broadcasting, and I have no issue name dropping them. <sighs> we were the redheaded stepchild of his station. So he owned ESPN in DC, ESPN in Richmond, and then couldn't get the ESPN name in Hampton Roads. And the dials he bought, they found out that people before them were illegally pumping up the wattage. So from the very beginning, it was like one of those where honestly, when I got hired as well, it was, you're offered the job, we could be sold tomorrow. (laughs) A year and two months later, Bruce Hornsby's people bought the station, said we had nothing to worry about. The next day I get a phone call going, hey, they're going to flip the format at the end of the month. None of us are needed. One person staying on and one salesperson so that they have the two that are required. So I was like, okay, I'm out of a job. What do I do? I called my old mentor from Long Island, my old high school teacher from that radio station that I did back in high school. And he was like, I'm helping launch a Long Island sports talk station right now called Champions Radio. I can put in a word. So I literally went from Virginia Beach back to Long Island and learned grass isn't always greener on the other side. Fell out of love with sports talk radio instantly. Because I got there and I got the, we'll give you a contract. Two weeks into working, where's my contract? Oh, we're not doing contracts. You told me because I needed a little bit of insurance moving from Virginia Beach back to Long Island about this. No, 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 no. We're not doing contracts. Don't worry about it. You're fine. We've got the one-year commitment with ESPN. We're good. Okay. That should have been red flag number one. (laughs) Red flag number two should have been when I got my first paycheck and realized that I was shorted 200 plus dollars Mm -hmm. and came to find out that we were actually independent contractors. We didn't, none of us knew that we were independent contractors. So you probably had had benefits then, huh? No benefits. When we were told there would be benefits for this. (sighs) So, but at the same time, the reason that should have really been the red flag is what I knew was eventually going to happen. And then there were like multiple ones of, one time I didn't even get like $500 a pay. I, I had to, uh, my mom used to work for the IRS oh. and literally went through everything and walked in there one day. Cause they were, they were telling me that they paid me everything. And she went in there and pretty much laid an audit out on them. And they were like, okay, we'll get you that check. That's right. You will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like things like that should have been the red flag, but I got a phone call on Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, a Saturday, saying, hey, on Monday, we're flipping the format back to gospel. You don't have a job come Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That right there was where I was like, oh, in the span of a year, I've been laid off twice for format changes in sports. Oh my gosh. Sports isn't fun. Right. <laughs> wow. When that station went under, we, we, ended the, we ended that podcast. I should have invested at the time, but I was like, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving right away. So I'm not going to buy podcasting equipment because you're going to be here. I'm going to be there because mm. he was still in Virginia beach and I was going back to long Island, you know? So at the time it was like, can we do it on Skype? Nobody knew about zoom yet because of a pandemic. So we just kind of let it die, which him and I have talked about trying to just redo it now with podcasting. So big as it is right now, we feel like if we did it, some of those listeners would refind us. Yeah. But at the same time, why I do the Haunters podcast show outside of radio is it's also fun to just get together with some friends mm-hmm. now that we can all do it in different places and, and do things that you're passionate about. So after getting laid off there, I reached out to the guy again that had helped me get the job on Long Island. And I was like, what, what, what is this? And 
he was a little upset because I wasn't the only former student of his that lost their job due to kind of the shadiness over there. So he was a little bitter at that. But he helped me reach out to this guy called Murph Dog, who works down in Orlando, uh, mm-hmm. part of JBC Broadcasting. And I reached out to him and he shared a very similar experience as me. He started in sports, got laid off in sports due to format changes and worked his way over to doing morning music side of radio. So it was like, oh, well, can you help me? And he stuck me on overnights at Party 105 on Long Island, which is an EDM dance station. I've actually heard of it just because of Instagram. Ah, <laughs> because of Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I got to I got to do overnights. That was my, we're going to throw you in there. We'll pay you minimum wage, but you want to be on the air. Sure. You want to go from midnight to five in the morning? It's yours. Okay. Why not? And I only did that for three months before... I got a call from somebody back in Virginia Beach telling me about a job with Entercom Norfolk at the time in promotions. And I loved what I was doing with on Long Island and I was back home. But like I said, that was kind of the lesson of I thought the grass was greener on the other side. I, I, I wanted, you know, oh, man, I get to go home. I'm back with my friends from high school. I'm doing what I love. My family is New York and New Jersey, so I can see them for all the holidays. This is great. But the job I was working was really stressful, really frustrating, made me not love it, and then just constantly kept making me hate sports so much to the point that by the time it was over, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. This, this is not fun. Mm-hmm. It's all bad experiences to then doing the music side, but I'm doing midnight to five in the morning and yeah, it's great, but I don't have a social life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I I took the job back in Virginia beach. I wanted to go back down there. So I started working promotions and that's when I rehooked up with the guy that I did the internship with Mike powers. So while I was doing promotions, I kept kind of nagging and I was like, that's, I want to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to do that. Well, Maybe, maybe, maybe make it, make us a demo, make us a demo, make us a demo. You know, a lot of those. All right, I'll go make you a demo. And now I'm going to start up a new podcast called the Mr. Wonderful show. Mm -hmm. So I did start podcasting there as well. And Mm -hmm. I recently relaunched a version of that show. Back then it was, it's life, man. It's everyday things. It's, (laughs) It's all of this. Now it's just more of an entertainment base. Like here's the headlines from the past week. Mm-hmm. here's thing here's reviews of stuff things that i love because that's a passion of mine is all pop culture entertainment see i okay. got a little kevin smith thing behind me like oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> nice. back into like my radio career yeah to this point eventually when mike pa- powers got the morning position i was doing all my stuff i was trying to get on air and they were starting to kind of give way with the okay you can voice track like overnights on the weekends you know, that gives me 12 hours to work with. I'm golden. Mm-hmm. Can keep working, can keep giving them these air checks. I'm going to get it. But at the same time, they told Mike that they wanted, they wanted their show to get a producer because they had bigger ideas for it. And God bless that guy. When we were at morning show boot camp and they were saying your mentors in this business and people that look out for you, Mike Powers is for me, the only reason I even have this job that I have now working full-time in radio 
because as an intern, he protected me and looked out for me. And then when he was there, he fought to get me on as the producer because they had somebody in mind, but he kept saying, I want that guy. I want Mr. Wonderful. He knows how I think. He knows how I works. Like he's the guy I want. And I am forever grateful for that because that did change the entire course of my career. One of those where I'm like, I, I just, yeah, I, I mean, this is the guy that was kind of teaching me how to do things. So I do know how he thinks. I, I know that when he goes to a certain story, what dumb sound effect he's going to want or what like music that he's going to want. Have all those little things, those things that, because he loved theater of the mind. It was, it was life changing. It really was. I know, and I, I text him when we were at boot camp when they were doing the whole like reach out to your mentors. Mm-hmm. I text him and I was like, thank you. Cause the only reason I'm in Chicago is because of you, man. The fact that I've gotten to a point where people are invested to try and make me better. Like that's because you were kept willing to put your neck on the line to give me the chance. A thing that I've learned, not a lot of people do have those mentors in their life. And it does sound like you have had some great people you've been able to call and then someone like that. So that is awesome. Cause yeah, not everybody gets that or they find it way later on. The, the prep that goes into sports talk, the take on it. And then the bad experience of being let go twice for a format change just has me like, Oh, this is not a, like, unless I'm some rock star, apparently I have no say in sports talk anymore. <laughs> right. Cause yeah. that was another big thing as well. When I was producing there, they started giving like, I think it was Jay Moore got a show. The drummer from like what like some 80s metal band got a show where it was like, what are people like me who are trying to perfect the craft of this gonna do when you're just giving these like comedian, you can talk sports. Yeah. Rock star drummer, you can talk sports. Hmm. Former player, you're gonna get a sports show now. And which I get because you know, I, I joke it with podcasts that for people like us in radio, we found it as a way to either separate ourselves from work in a way, find a passion. Uh, you, a lot of people have utilized it as well with their companies and express passion that way and, and do post-show stuff, which I, I know Randy and I have talked about before as well, things like that, because it is a great way for us to keep reaching out. But I joke that it's never fair when people like Sean Hayes and company and like three celebrities start a show because like, no, right. you're instantly going to get a million downloads. And, and I've been fighting from day one. Like I was getting five in my first episode, begging people, like begging my friends just to listen to it, to give me the listen. The, right. And you all are coming out and you're like, it's four celebrities doing a podcast. I, I've been on and off on podcasts for years because I really did jump on it. Honestly, before I even did the 757 two man advantage, but, but yeah, we did a show me and the guy ended up doing the two man advantage with, and just my old college roommate for a few uh, radio stations and uh, sports wise on their television. But we did a show called the blown Chronicles, which was right like out of college. And it was like that post-college, like, yeah, you know, like we're three dudes and like, you know, Casey Anthony is, uh, you know, she's crazy, but she's kind of cute, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's those types of things that I'm like, oh, that's so cringe. Like, right. that's bad. like looking back now, but we were trying to do the shock jockey podcast thing in 2010. And then 2011, it was like, I'm going to do this two minute advantage show. So I've been doing them ever since, but there were a few that did look down on me. 
that when I was doing it, they were like, you don't need that. Oh. You're already mm -hmm. on the air. You don't need a podcast. What are you doing that for? And it's like, well, I'm doing that because I want to, I want to do movie reviews. Like, and mm -hmm. I can't talk for 10 minutes about a movie on air. You won't let me because of PPM. Like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you, you'll actually get mad at me if I go longer than 30 seconds with a movie review. Like, because again, PPM, you're going to say audience lost their attention. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I'm getting too whatever with the review. Yeah. There were a couple that, that then claimed that we've been on it from the beginning. And I'm like, I worked with you when you were snobbish to me. Mm -hmm. You've not been on it. You, yes. You, you literally made fun of me and joked me and told me what a waste of time it was. Yep. I think people forget like how far it really goes back, you know? Yeah. Been around since before I ever dipped my toes into cringe worthy shows and then <laughs> sports shows and then entertainment and whatever else, wrestling, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm actually wearing the show that I, the big one oh. I do right now, my shirt, because we sell merch. Like it's, it's a side thing, but it was just one of those where, again, like I feel, I honestly don't feel bad. Like I feel like everybody should do a podcast because they are fun. If you have a, if you have something you're passionate about, at least, because mm -hmm. that's the thing, everything I've done hasn't just been like, uh, I'm doing a show. It's, Except for the Blown Chronicles. That was, we were, we just, what do we do? I don't know. Hit record, right? And talk? Like, we're That's how you figure spend. it out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You make, you make a really bad one. And then you kind of go, well, this is more of a passion. Let me focus in on this. So that's what I do now with Haunter's podcast. It, it focuses in unaffiliated with our station because this just focuses on haunted attractions. Uh, Universal Studios, I'll be going there uh, in just a few days for the Halloween Horror Nights event. Oh. The big, yeah, the one of the world's biggest haunted attractions. So we go, we review that, we talk about it, but then we do a lot of Virginia haunts. So we go to Bush Gardens, then we go to like some of the smaller ones. And Are you able to them. like trade anything out? Like we'll talk about your thing for like free admission or anything like that places? Or? That's actually a lot of, we've, we've now been doing this gosh what it's i think we are like in two weeks it's our three-year anniversary of doing it oh okay uh and yeah we've built up some reputations where like bush gardens reaches out and is like hey here's the media day which they didn't have one of those this year but they had like a general day that they were like come on out you guys are invited let us know how many of you will be there mm -hmm. uh another haunt just reached out to us as well and was like what weekends work for you in October to come out and do the, do the haunt. So uh, there's cool. one, yeah, there's, there's one out of Chesapeake, Virginia that gets ranked actually nationally for haunted attractions called Frightmare in Chesapeake, Virginia again. And this place, we have had a connection with them to, I think the last time I paid to go through this, this haunt was three years ago, honestly. Oh, wow. That's awesome. The second time we did it, because once they caught wind of our show and that we were giving them reviews, they listened and they liked our what we were doing. I, I come from the mindset of if we don't like it, we don't talk about it, really. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're talking about it means we enjoyed it. So they liked that. So they keep inviting us back out. And we've I oh my gosh, the last time I did it, I got the extreme experience which is I got zip tied up. I got. Oh, I've heard about those spotted. places. Oh, <laughs> do you is. like, do you have like a passion for like that spooky, creepy stuff? 
okay i have a passion for the spooky creepy stuff i'm <laughs> i'm very much into scary movies okay all of that stuff so halloween season i i'm the guy that's like so september 1st 61 days of halloween right <laughs> okay i love it we, but i like that but i'm not into the you touch me in these things okay but i did it for the show because one of us had to do it uh, my uh, my friend's wife will never do it, of course, and yeah. we will never make her do it. If she says no to something, we don't make her do it. Yeah. But neither one of us have a say because it works like a radio show as well. We, sure. you know, we don't have a say. We're going to have to do it. And he had done the last three. So I was like, I'll do this one. And it's an experience. <laughs> I was, I'm able to talk about it. It's, but it's not the people that are into that, that type of level. Oh, God bless them. Do it for the show, right? You always do things for the show. And like you talked about, it's good to have a podcast, but emphasizing doing something else because if you don't have a radio job, you can still mm -hmm. treat your podcast like it is your radio job and you don't kind of miss a beat. And I've joked I've joked on the Haunter show before that I, if I ever get fired from radio, I'm, I'm just, this is where I'm going to be dependent on money. I need us, mm -hmm. I, need our, I need our Patreon to make money. I'm going to need us to do bigger things and it to be like a seven day a week thing. Like- because yeah, yeah uh, it it can be turned into a profit. It can be a thing, and it absolutely it is a show. It really is a show. It's not just you failed at radio. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm putting in a time and energy. Yeah, and I'm learning that like the more niche too that these things are that they they're successful and and now it's easy to have people even hear about it. You know, between social media and all this stuff, you can promote your things um, a lot easier than you know just using word of mouth. Exactly. If he's if he hit that subscribe button, like I always say in every episode, subscribe yeah. and share <laughs> and comment and rate if you can, because the more you rate it, the more it's just gonna pop up on people's feeds when they search that weird kind of thing that they're looking for. So you were the producer? Yes. So I did the producer's job for three years, nine months, something like that. So a little under four years. Uh -huh. uh, and there was a promotion, potential promotion that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And it was the third time I was interested in a promotion. And I had gotten twice the next one, next one. And this was the next one for the third time. And I was thankfully told by somebody that I was not in the running for the position, even though some other people were telling me I was in the running for the position. So I felt like I was just being kind of strung along by the company at that point and happened to see a job position open with the radio station that Brandy works at, applied for it. I did. And just by the grace of God, ended up getting a job offer to move to Harrisonburg, Virginia and do morning radios on a, a hit music station. I was already in Virginia it was about three and a half hours from where I lived already. Uh -huh. I was green when I got there. Uh -huh. I'm, I still have those green moments where I'm like, oh gosh, dude, like you've been doing this long enough. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or you shouldn't sound like that. Yeah. But they just felt that with her experience and where I was, that she would be a great fit. It, it worked well and it has worked well. And I think that she's... Working with her, I think, has helped step my game up. And she's been a great person to work with in the morning. She, is, she has ideas. She knows where to, where to go. She, she has ideas for the show as well. Uh, is very, uh, so it's just, it's 
don't get me wrong. There are times where when Brandy and me go off the air, we, there is the silence and stuff, but Mm -hmm. there's not that heavy energy in the room when those, when those times come. And there are the other times where we turn it off and we're just still laughing or I throw something else at her where it's like, I had this thought as well, or I was thinking this, or she says, why didn't you say like, you know, there's just the back and forth that should be happening that is in a way I joke, but is in a way to keep making me better as well and Mm. make the show better. So, you know, we've been told that a lot of people say we have like a brother, sister vibe ripping each other. So I do have the dream radio job and I, and I am happy and I would be happy just 100% doing radio the rest of my life. But I have realistically started realizing through all those negative experience I've told you about with it's a format change. It's a string you along on this, 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 and this. It's a, you know, all the other, all the things that make all of us go, why the hell did we do this? Because I've had so many experiences with that. I've, I've thought that's why I like doing the podcast stuff as well. And I've really, and, and I, I've tried and I'm trying to launch that Mr. Wonderful show focused in on entertainment Cause if I could find a way to transition into like entertainment news and things like that and pop culture stuff, I'd be okay if radio ended up having to go, you know, I I got fired or something or Mm -hmm. just eventually I just got priced out because I can't make a living, but there's a better job offer here doing something like Mm -hmm. I, I, for the first time over the last maybe year, like really the COVID year when so many people I knew, we're getting laid off and, you know, thank God I, I still have a job because I felt like I was expendable. <laughs> I mean, I think we all did. Yeah. I think we all have a little bit of that issue as well in radio where we're like, I can, I can easily just be replaced. Mm-hmm. But because of that in the past year, I've, I've thought about the idea of, is there a way to get involved with like movie reviews? Is there a way to get involved with entertainment interviews and, and things like that. Things, the stuff that I'm really passionate about is like, I can utilize the podcast to get there. That's why I've joked with the haunters thing could end up becoming a full-time thing. If everything went sideways, because sure. okay. If people are going to give us money and pay us and let us do these things, then it could be built as a brand and there could be something there. There's, and eventually who knows that could lead to getting a job working for a bush gardens or one of the places we go to like red Bane, where now i'm doing pr work for them and utilizing the things that i know from radio to help other people you're using radio skills to do things outside of radio you know so i want people to see that they can do that you know because yeah you know and we're we're so close to like marketing and business in general that I feel like you know us radio people you know we see how events work or how advertising works and we kind of just get to see it through other people how this stuff works out and what might work best for our own things well it's funny you say that because with our haunter show we've done some live events mm. like actual like we've promoted it on the podcast and we're like if you're going to be in Virginia, if you're a Virginia listener, come to the Virginia Beer Company. We're going to be doing this live Friday the 13th where we're going to be hosting a costume contest. So come dressed up. We're going to do giveaways as well. And we had gift cards that we gave away and we had pins of our show that we were giving people. And we, uh, his wife printed out one of the uh, QR codes. So it was like, if you don't listen, scan this. It took it takes you to the Facebook, the Instagram, and our link on Spotify. 
like that's awesome. cool like okay so it's yeah so your own we, remote you know <laughs> and that's where i was going with it it was it was set up like a remote and that's how like they were like we don't know what to do like we're gonna be there but what do we need i was like this is what we need like, mm-hmm. these are the things we need kind of little things to give away we need things to promote the show we need something to put on every table we need to be able to hand them something with our and that's where they were like well would buttons work i was like buttons are great get yeah. the buttons <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've done enough of these events you see like what people get excited about you yeah. see and a lot of people don't understand that that you know a lot of people aren't out there and don't know these things and need help with that. And, you know, and even as simple as just being out, being, you're being on site, being able to host something, you know, being able to host a contest. Cause not everybody can just hop on a mic and just move a crowd, you know? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's difficult. It's it, but it's fun. But, and it's cool that I'm able to do that. And, and like the same thing as well, like we've had sponsors on that show before we had a streaming service called shutter, which is an offshoot of AMC, but it's for like hardcore scary movie fans and like deep cut, weird Italian dubbed. Like you want to, if you want to watch Paul Walker and Denise Richards and Tammy and the T-Rex and for the one listener right now that gets that, (laughs) that's for you. But like, that's how deep cut it is. But they came on and they did sponsorships because he was trying, like my friend was trying to get sponsorships and he's like, nobody's really replying. And I was like, well, show me the emails you're sending. Mm -hmm. And I then tweaked the emails for him. And I was like, this is how you need to present it. We have 63% listenership through this, this portion. We have this through this portion. Don't give them the exact numbers. Give them these numbers, Mm -hmm. which over here, they don't know how many people are actually downloading the show but they know we got a heavy listenership on Spotify and that's a name recognition for them. Mm-hmm. So they came on, paid us some money. We used the sponsor code. We would present them with the download numbers that they required and we would always exceed them. So they were always happy. Same thing with Amazon. They came on as a music sponsor at one point as well. And it was like, as long as you present it the way you can bring in that sale. Yeah, and you and look, you're becoming your own salesperson right there. So it's like you're cutting the AE out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and you know, and yeah. I finding the right numbers, <laughs> right? Especially now and uh, with COVID and everything, and you're right, like people losing their jobs and having to figure out something because there's yeah. just not going to be all as many radio jobs. There's they're just going to go away more and more. You know. Yeah, it's unfortunate that that's where it's heading. Mm-hmm. I would hope it. I would hope it corrects itself, but. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to throw my entire theories out there, but I'm pretty sure that other people have said the same thing that I'm thinking right now of what the bigger issue is with radio. Oh yeah. But at least us, like the boots on the ground portion of it, we knew about TikTok and knew about it. Maybe we didn't know it. Maybe we're not good at utilizing it like myself. You know, I made like five videos. I was on a streak and then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I had that. (sighs) I probably should make a video of something what do i do i don't know here's here's four scary movies that really traumatized. <laughs> hey. they are. look at the pictures <laughs> 15 seconds but we were aware of that where i feel like the ones above us are really like three or four years behind on that i would say more than that <laughs> yeah more than that for sure i remember when facebook was already kind of on its way out they were like you need to be facebook heavy you need to be facebook heavy and we were like 
more people are on Twitter right now and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll do the Facebook thing. And then and then all of a sudden it was like, well, Facebook's done. Yeah, we told you that. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Like it's eventually gonna get there. And uh, what I believe it was Fred uh Jacobs that was kind of talking about that a lot at, at boot camp, the people at the top and how pissed off we all really kind of have become due to that situation. So it's gonna get there, but it, it is gonna be, man, it's we are the boots on the ground people. And I, I don't know why I'm talking like it's a war here, but <laughs> we're really looking for, you know, like, like how I said, like, I'm, I'm grateful Mike kept pulling me in because, and kept doing that. Like, no, the only way he's going to have an opportunity is if he has the platform, mm -hmm. stop trying to silence the platform when the platform's working. Like if listeners are digging it, why are you mad that listeners like it? Shouldn't you be happy that now you have another voice that's connecting with your audience instead of trying to set like there was kind of that back and forth, but, and I get where management was coming from. Mm -hmm. I do on that because they were trying to create a very specific style and it was kind of, you know, throwing curveballs into it and sliders and all that good stuff. But mm -hmm. again, how are you going to grow though? Somebody like me who, as my boss said at the time, maybe you'll be the person replacing these two on the morning show. Well, how am I going to do that if the more I start to talk, the more you say, don't talk. Yep. Don't be a part. Don't make him a part of the bit. Don't don't have him be the bit. Don't he cannot be a part of bits anymore. He has to be the guy that just answers the phone, produces the show and does all your behind the scenes work. He can't have a mic anymore. Like, then how will I be that guy that takes over the show? I'm in a very, I'm very lucky and to be in the spot I'm at now because I feel like I'm in a building that has a lot of passionate people mm -hmm. and it's, it's a good place. It's been a great place to grow since being in a few places with the no, 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 a lot of no's to a lot more yeses and a lot more, let's see how we can make that happen. And a lot, just a lot more, if I want to throw something against the wall, it's not met with push back the way it ever felt like it was in this building. And I think we need a little more of that, being able yeah. to, it's like we play a little too safe sometimes. You know, if we try something, it's not going to blow up the radio station. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, as long as you're not doing something completely well, reckless, we should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And I look at radio to, oh, this one's for you, Brandy, listening right now. <laughs> uh, to quote Kevin Smith, the director of Clerks, uh, he always says that when he said this, I was like, oh my God, that's a perfect comparison as well for radio. But he's like, when you do like movies and stuff like that, you get to play in somebody's sandbox and create and have fun creating. That's what a movie set should be. It should just be a fun environment where you just build and create. And if you're good enough, they keep letting you play in it. If you suck, eventually you'll get kicked out of that sandbox. But guess what? Somebody else is going to let you play in their sandbox eventually. So when I heard that, I was like, that's radio. That's what my entire radio career has been. I got to play in a sports talk sandbox. They then went, we don't like the sports thing. So get out of this box. Did the music thing. Mm, I don't really like, I don't like this sandbox. I want a different one. Ooh, I like this sandbox, but I can only build so much here. That sandbox looks fun. I just thought that was a great, like when he it's, said that, I was like, it totally relates. And I, I think that's the perfect note to end that on too. Like what a great inspiring Ooh. quote. <laughs> Oh, great. take that, Brady, a Kevin Smith <laughs> quote to wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. It was great to learn your story. And I, I just love this connecting with other radio nerds. So oh, great. no, thank you for letting me share it and letting me just talk, 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 because it's one of the things I love to do.
You're listening to the Radio Fam Podcast. Find the Radio Fam on all the social platforms at the Radio Fam.